Hi, I'm Roxanne, and I've been reporting everything Real Housewives and Bravo TV for the past 15 years, and now with my cousin Chantel. Hey, Roxanne. We're breaking down episodes and sharing exclusive content with your favorite and not-so-favorite Bravo TV stars. Listen to All About TRH wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, 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 everybody. I thought you were going to bring me up. No, I'm already up. Yes. I'm already up. Hi, guys. Welcome back. One, I just want to start off by saying thank you to everyone who was patient with us last night because we were honestly trying to wait it out and see were we able to do um, Anchor Watch and also the Vanderpump Rolls after party. Guys, Jason and I have not been feeling well. I think that we've run ourselves into the ground. You guys know that we're doing a 45-day challenge, plus we had family in town. We're traveling all over the place, and then we're still trying to work at the same time. And you said it, Jason. You actually said to me, you're like, you're going to burn out. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it happens. I think think a lot of people are kind of in that burnout zone too. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm happy to be here today, but I look like I'm about to fall asleep. So (laughs) first of all, I actually, I talked to Wendy at Starbucks this morning and she said to me, she goes, hey, babe, did you go to the gym? She's like, you look like shit. (laughs) You can always count on the Starbucks ladies to be extremely honest, especially in the morning, because they always look on point in the morning. I had my mom on the phone and my mom's like, did she just just say that? (laughs) And I said... I said, I'm not going to the gym. I don't feel good. And she's like, yeah, I can tell you don't feel good. Oh, my I gosh. Said, I think you. another another day. We need another day just of like after this, just bed. And then, you know, what's bed. funny is fresh air in bed. I know that we're back to talk about the Vanderpump Rules recap, you guys. But we had the best time in um, Charleston, which I cannot wait to play in the city. We are going to have an incredible time. And we are going back this weekend. And I guess, are we going back every weekend until we move? I it's, think so. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad it's not that far it's from us. Like members only, by the way. We need to do a members only. In fact, this we should do members like only that. when we do like a, when we do a, the next trip to Charleston, we should do that. That'd be fun. Yeah, we could do that. That'd be fun. Um, the behind oh, the I'm so excited. I love that city though. I love that city. Um, okay, we have to jump into this Vanderpump Rules because I'm reading a lot of things in the live chat. I've seen a lot of comments where the show feels tired, where um, it doesn't make sense, where it feels overproduced. I mean, how, how are you feeling about Vanderpump Rules? We are episode five. So, I mean, we've been warmed up now. I think we're ready for something to transpire on the show, right? Uh, where where are you right now with the show? How how you're feeling about how the season is starting and and set up? Because I'm I'm reading the live chat, guys. I can see you. I can see it sucks. <laughs> it's tired. Like it's not the same. Well, you and I. Okay, so guys, also in the live chat, I would like to ask you the same thing. Pop off with a one to ten, ten being the highest way you would rate the episode. Uh, for me Ooh, personally, Jason, you saw. You saw last night where we sat there and I can always tell based off of, and I watch you like a hawk. Like I do. I'm always paying attention. Yes. Oh God, that's scary. Yeah. I don't care if you're cooking, if you're cleaning, if you're on your phone, I see you. That's weird. Okay. Okay. All right. My thing is, is while I'm watching you, while we're trying to watch this, I see that you're on your phone. And to me, that's an indicator of you are bored. So I can yeah. already tell where you're going with this. And I was trying to understand the the episode because I saw where Katie Maloney and Lala Kent both came out and they said that the first part of the season is slower and that it picks up. And Lala even made a great point saying, and I never would have, and I want to ask you if you would think this like her or if you wouldn't. But she said at the beginning of this season, she was so nervous going into season 11 because season 10 was at such an all-time high with the ratings and the scale that people would have just found season 11 to be boring. And I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought that ride this wave while you can and that it would have been like amazing. Yeah. Now I'm watching it and I'm like, no, it's boring. 
I hate that. Matt, but then, you know, the thing about a Scandaval kind of thing is I don't know if we could have just stopped there. Could you? Could we have just stopped there, like season 10, like Scandaval, and then just stop? It would have been the most iconic reality show in history if they would have stopped at Scandaval, but it wouldn't have made any sense for business dollars. Well, I mean, yeah, I just feel like they, they picked up cameras right away. I mean, they picked up cameras, what, a couple months after this happened or something like that, right? Um, so it was, it's kind of fresh while they're filming, but we like already know everything. So it's kind of, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know how this, this pans out. I don't, what does it mean if the rest of the season sits like this and it's stale? What does it mean? Well, from what we're hearing though, from Andy Cohen on, um, Sirius Radio XM and also from Lala Kent on her Give Them Lala podcast and Katie and um, a few other people, we're hearing that this is like now we're getting over the hump and it's about to get really exciting. So I think I that think we so just have to, I hope so. I, I think, think so. we have to kind of just sit in there with them. But we pick up on this season with Ariana and Katie and we kind of jump off on the fact that, well, they're in a bit of a shitty situation. You want to elaborate for us? Yeah, I mean, listen, anytime you open a restaurant, especially in West Hollywood, it's a pain in the ass. There's so much, there's so many violations. I mean, you see already they have permanent problems that are like plaguing their opening, right? So they can't get the right permits and then they don't have a permit for a patio because that was only for a certain time. Now they need to be ADA compliant, which that that was a huge thing when I remember they rolled through all the Vanderpump places and we had to go over what's ADA and what is not anymore, you know, because things change, things are updated, but then you get violations and and that happens and those are expensive. It's, it is a pain in the ass. Anybody who is opening a a restaurant, it takes a lot, but be a restaurant in West Hollywood where even the front of their shop, that whole street on Robertson, that's going to change into a pedestrian walk. So I'm sure rules and things will change yet again down the line. So pain in the butt uh but when they talked about which was kind of nasty like someone defecating in front of their store you know like i've never poop, thought poop on the ground on somebody's patio i've never thought, i like, never thought that would happen in los angeles but the last time we were there we were staying in a great hotel in beverly yeah. hills and right outside literally we that was we when were you got watching... me out of the fucking hotel yes <laughs> yes <laughs> no but that did not get we me saw out of the hotel by the way he that's no. not watch heather mcdonald that is not what happened but it's not what it, happened it's a funny it's a thing but story for sure sure um but yeah we saw people like defecating shooting up i mean the city has changed a lot like there's a lot of cleanup that needs to happen especially before they get the olympics in four years and and stuff. I just feel sorry for them because they're it's the the process for permits is not timely. The process to for violations, nothing is timely in West Hollywood. It just really isn't. Can so I, I kind you? of feel like they're in a predicament of like, what do we do at, at this point? Because you you're opening the sandwich shop off the height of this like scandal. Right. Okay. So are you Can what's going to happen when the scandal just really falls? Quick. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you three questions and I'm going to make them short and short answers. That way we can um, get back to Vanderpump Rules since that's what people are watching this for. Guys, 250 plus in the room. Mm-hmm. Smash that like button. Show some love. Um, one, has there ever been a city that's never been able to get their shit together in time for the Olympics that has hosted the Olympics? Yes. Okay. Now, two. Of them. Do you, <laughs> huh? Almost all of them. Okay. And then two. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you think that West Hollywood will get their shit together in time for the Olympics? I don't know. You know, the plans for West Hollywood and the plans in that area, especially Robertson and the Abbey where the library sits, um, the Pacific Design Center, all of that. Beautiful plans. And every time we go back, we see one of those plans kind of finished, right? And done. Right. So I think it'll be interesting to to see what happens. I mean, you got to think about it, Adam. The only Olympics in the past, I don't even know how many Olympics that has actually profited. Yeah. The city has actually profited with Salt Lake City in 20 or sorry, in 2002. Do you think that the risk is worth the reward? Like Jax Taylor opened up his sports bar, Jax's in Valley Village, and he opened it fast compared to like Tom, um, Tom and Tom opening shorts and sandies and also the girls opening the sandwich shop. He opened it fast. He like put a couple things up. They put up like a flower wall. 
They added a little zhuzh here, a little like Hobby Lobby here. Bada bing, bada boom. We're good. We're done. It's open. But it's making money. So I just want to say that. His business is making money and it's a massive, I think it has like four or five bars in the same location. Who? And Jax? Yeah. So Jax took over that Rocco's Tacos place over the Rock, not Rocco's Tacos, sorry. I'm thinking of Palm Beach. Rocco's, the pizza place by the gas station, remember? No. That's where it is. It's right what there. Station? So it was already an established in Studio City. That's where Jax's is. I don't remember that. Yeah, we've been there. We have a picture there. Um, you don't remember driving down the street sometimes, so it's okay. Shut up. <laughs> okay. No, it it was already like kind of a, a, a zone. It has a great location. Um, it used to be a hangout there. So, yeah. Um, but you can tell that they rushed to open that. It doesn't look very like there was a lot of thought process going into it. I know, but also maybe, listen, maybe they're making the money and then able to put more and more as they go as opposed to, I mean... I mean, I don't know. Kind of like they're in a pickle. They're in a pickle. Like, I don't know at this point if I would move forward um, with this. I just don't know all all of the details. But when you're being hit and hit and hit like this, I mean, the cost, just the amount of money you're you're kind of draining at that point is. But then also, then I feel like for them, you would either you would then be stuck in between a rock and a hard place uh, in the sense that. One, you're public figure. So if you don't move forward, then you're embarrassed, right? Uh, absolutely. But this is where they have the payoff, I think, better than Schwartz and Sandy's or better than Jax's place is they have the location. You are a rock's throw from Sir. You mm-hmm. are right down the street from Tom Tom. And yes. that is a pedestrian loaded location. Lane, street. Which is about it, to be it really street. is. And also at the end of the day, too, I think that even know that it sucks for them because they're like, we got to get open and we're so sick of people asking us about getting open. I think it actually works out for them because people are anticipating and now we're sitting in anticipation. So the minute that they open, I don't know how long it'll last, but there will be a lot of interest at least for like the first six months to a year. Yeah, absolutely. Like flooding the gates. Do you know what I find the interesting too? And I think this is a reason that people are tired and, and a little sick of the redundance of the show you know because we started out and i say this all the time it's so interesting to watch young people work in these places you know where you're watching them in the restaurant you're watching what happens and the show has just changed it's evolved in a way it's changed not for the best in certain ways but it's evolved into a different show which really works and then you have something like scandal that which really keeps us interested but then it's like where do we go from here you know, like there has to be some kind of resolve. And I think that's what we're kind of seeing in the group of coming around Tom and maybe finding that bit of forgiveness. Yeah. But at the same time, we're seeing like the the group kind of shift and change too. Now you have Katie and Ariana who are not only busy focusing on if they can open something about her, but they're also focusing on questioning the relationships and the group and their friendships and where things stand because this has been like the biggest kind of you know backstabbing thing that's happened ever ever on the well, show then, and I, I don't want to fast forward too but then you have Sheena who's sitting in the group session after like meeting up with Tom Sandoval and she's telling Ariana like I cannot be mad at him anymore because of you and I saw a preview going into next week's episode where she said during the pandemic she didn't have any money and Tom Sandoval gave her thousands of dollars and I'm like I know Erica is watching and I love you Erica who is Sheena's mom and I love Sheena I love Brock I love baby summer moon but how the fuck do we run out of money when we're making so much money at this point can I say really quick this is my biggest fear ever It's like, guys, no matter what it is, I don't care if you're working at Ruby Tuesday, if they're still open. I worked there for three years. If you're working at Red Lobster, if you're working at a car dealership or you're a big tech CEO, you have to financially plan for the worst. Like this Mm -hmm. is a thing. And so while, yes, it's very nice that Tom Sandoval helped Sheena out during this time, I think that's incredible because... There's not a lot of people who would do that. So I think that's a testament to him as a friend. Um, 
I'm just more shocked that, that he that happened. Her. Yeah, I'm interested that that he would be able to help her out because he had to borrow so much money from his mom to open Schwartz and Sanders. No, right? this was before. She said during the pandemic. Oh, the pandemic. Okay. It was that yeah. time period off. Interesting. But also, like guys, they're making a fuck ton of money. Where is it going? Right. That's what I always think. I always think when 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 people and I'm not saying this is the the circumstance of any of them. I mean, I think Sheena just bought like her third, fourth home, right? Like pe- people are, are. I think it's her. They're all they're all buying homes, doing businesses. I think I think Lala Beauty or or whatever it's called is doing pretty well. Um, you know, I. But I always think when you're on a hit show and you're so reliant on this show on this income, if that show falls. What, what do you do next? Like, what is if you, you have to bear that all fear. the time? Do you know? Can I say really quick? It's it's so funny. And this is more of like a members only thing. But guys, we're not feeling well. So we're going to be all over the place. And I think that. Okay. <laughs> and I think that honestly, just give us a break today, please. But like, <laughs> especially with this, like. I think that it's OK to be uncertain and nervous in certain situations especially when you're in the entertainment industry and we saw so many of our friends who worked in los angeles who were trying to be actors who were booking jobs on days of our lives and doing these big things and then they were getting killed off of that soap opera and they were right back in a restaurant and they made a shit ton of money at the time and all they did was travel we have another friend who she lived out her dreams and she always said i'm never gonna be you know, like anything like those people who spend all of their money. And then she lived out her dreams for probably about half a decade and she spent all of her money. And now she's back in a restaurant, which nothing wrong with that. But I guess that would be my biggest fear. I think that you get on such a high when you're on a reality TV show like this. You have all of this media attention. People look at you like a celebrity. You're getting these endorsements. But what you fail to remember is that the minute that there is not a syndicated network putting you in the forefront that comes to an end slowly. And that's crazy. It's crazy to think about. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy because like when you get those big opportunities, you think that there's nothing else in your way. There's nothing stopping you from from being this star making all this money or there's going to be a next season or, or whatever. But it's just kind of like it's scary. You have to think about that. And then when the situ- when it happens to you before. You know, like we've had friends where they've had nothing, then they got a lot, then they spent it all and wasted it all. But then they got the opportunity again and they did things differently. So now I think they're probably in the space 10 seasons and 11 seasons in of like, if we don't make it to season 12, we need to we need to plan. Do you want to upgrade your meals? Do you want to eat better without the stress? Well, that brings in today's sponsor, Factor Meals. We've been using Factor Meals for a while. We're always on the go. We need something fast, but we need to stay healthy. So we've been fueling up fast with Factor's chef-crafted meals, ready in just two minutes. Now they're not delivered frozen. They're delivered to be refrigerated and ready to go. So there's no compromise on the quality or the taste. They have everything from breakfast to midday bites. And the best part, it's affordable. Factor Meals are cheaper than takeout. And for your peace of mind, they're dietitian approved. So if you're ready to upgrade with us, head over to factormeals.com slash upandatom50 and use code upandatom50 for 50% off your first order. That's kind of amazing. Factormeals.com slash upandatom50. Do you remember we had friends, uh, Taylor's friends, who came from Texas and they won that game show and they won like half a million dollars? Right, right, yeah. And they were 20 years old. They came in from Texas. They were cheerleaders, super fun guys. Like they were a gay couple, um, really, really amazing. A year and a half, they blew through half a million dollars, which to me was just crazy, crazy kind of money. And I, I don't know, you know, but I know I mean, they don't to teach. Do. They don't really teach financial responsibility in schools anymore. It's crazy, but I mean. Guys, I'm telling you that the best thing to do is take care of your money and treat it like gold because it's gold. Um, But I mean, like Katie and Ariana, like getting just back to this really quick, skipping the trip 
you know, questioning their friendships with the group, it kind of leads me to like, is this group going to split up? Or do you think we'll see Katie and Ariana kind of come around in the, in some sense? Because I always go back and forth and I, uh, with the Tom Sandoval situation, he deserved a lot of the shit he got. I'm not going to, you know, say he didn't, but there's got to be, I think after everyone gets mad, there is that chance for forgiveness. You know, I think he's so blind to a lot of things because he's so invested in himself and his ego. But do you think there is room for acceptance of Tom Sandoval? If James can sit there and have a conversation with him, I feel like other people could as well. Yeah, I I definitely think that there's room. Listen, I agree a lot with Ariana in the sense Ariana Maddox said, um, I believe it was on the after party, but she said she doesn't find it fair that Lisa Vanderpump is putting this on Lala Kent and Sheena saying, listen, this is my experience and that you guys, you know, like if something happens to him, this is on mute too, essentially is what she's saying. And I love Lisa Vanderpump, but yeah, I, I, I look at it both ways. I'm like, I want to feel sympathy for you. I never want to sit there and play with somebody who's like, who's claiming that they are potentially going to hurt themselves. Never do I want to be a part of that. It's happened in my family. I'm sure it's happened in your family. I'm sure it's happened in a lot of families and you don't want to see that. But also at the end of the day, a lot of me sits back in questions what Tom Sandoval says and does that works for him. That like works for his storyline, that works for um, the publicity of him. Like he loves a lot of the attention. So I think that there don't say there's a part of me who worked for him for so long, and I saw the calculatedness of it, and it kind of makes me think like, you know what you're doing, but you cannot say you know what you're doing because God forbid somebody does something, then you're like fuck you feel like an asshole right you know? i mean yeah i i think like it's not really for anyone to decide like how long it takes to forgive tom sandoval or whatever but i feel like you don't have a show if you're not filming with him so there's got to be someone in the group willing to forgive and i i try to put myself in their shoes too you know like sheena and tom have known each other since the beginning of villa blanca that is a right. very long time and when you have right. those people around in your life whether you've been on the ins and outs you know we've seen many seasons of people being friends and not being friends and coming back together and so on like it's it's i can understand where sheena's coming from you know i mean i would if i was sheena i'd still be pissed about the whole lawsuit thing which you know i'm sure she is which is not tom it was her i want to get to that in a second yeah before we do before we get into the lawsuit and all of that what were your thoughts about james surprising Allie with graham Ooh, I mean, listen, what else was he supposed to do? All right. He has the dog. It's his dog. I think. Yeah, you did say something about that. Didn't you say that the 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 filming of of Lisa giving at Vanner from Dogs giving Graham to James was filmed after she had actually given Graham back. Right. You want to hear it? Yeah, I want to hear it. I want to know. I want to know. Are you feeling any better, by the way? <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Guys, we are sorry. <laughs> Thank you, 400 people, for sticking with us. We are seriously, we are muscling through this bitch. Here we go. Thank you to the Bravo oh. investigator. Wait, what is this? Lisa gave Graham to James. She never said my name. Wait, can I just say really quick? Jason loves if it's anything Rachel Levis or Raquel Levis when it's on 1.5. 1.5. You know, yeah. you have that option when you listen to podcasts or like WhatsApp. It's like, yeah. let's get to the point. Always 1.5. To the her. point. Okay, here we go. Here we go. She didn't about say things. that story that was put out in the press of me surrendering my dog to kill shelter and it was hours away of being euthanized. And I thought that was very interesting because I was like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm a little bit relieved because now I don't have to worry about more death threats and death wishes. I don't know if that scene was reshot so that she could backtrack after being called out on it or if that was the original thing. And she just let those rumors run rampant because it was like propaganda to make me look like this ultimate villain. But I'm glad that I called her out on it and put the real story out there because my family was in contact with a foster that was 
training and taking care of Graham. And so we actually did know like the story of how Lisa adopted Graham. And I think she realized that we had so many facts that we published to the press that she was going to have to change her story. We've also heard from the fans watching that have been following since all of this happened and been following filming that they witnessed Graham being reunited with James in Tahoe specifically. So I wonder how they're going to transition all of that. So it will be interesting to see. I'm just in this episode how when Lisa gave Graham. Hmm. Oh, I love that account. They sped her up. Yeah. 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 No, I knew that you would love that. I didn't but... to do the work. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> My thing is going back to it. That makes a lot of sense because as someone who covered everything throughout Scandaball and really heavily covered, like, you know, we were in it. I think that there were a lot of moments where it would have made sense to paint Rachel a certain way or to paint the situation a certain way. But then those things made it on page six. After the articles made it on page six, the Bravo fans reacted and it swayed in a different way that people were not expecting, where, which they had empathy for the situation. And that would not have been good for Lisa Vanderpump. So I actually kind of agree with Raquel that I think that there was a surprise show up, which is what I originally heard with Lisa surprising James at um, Palm Spring or Lake Tahoe in Lake Tahoe with Grant. That moment. It was that, moment, that moment they filmed, right? Yep, I think and so. And didn't, didn't when I when we were watching this, didn't I lean over to you and be like, oh my God, they thought that Rachel was right behind the dog. Because when James said, I have a surprise, and you saw the dog come down, but Lisa didn't come down, that's why Lala and Sheena quickly reacted. If you, if you go back and you, you look, you know, you see Lala's face like drop like she's about to like, what the hell's about to happen? Because I really think they thought Rachel was going to be right behind. Did you get that? Well, I kind of did. No, I know. I know what we talked about, but I'm thinking back to it and I'm like, I don't know. The thing is, is I could see where they could make sense in pre-film or film after the part where he comes to Vanderpump Dogs and he does the whole crying things being like crying thing being connected with Graham. And then the moment which would be organic of him connecting Graham with Allie at the house and Graham meeting the cats for the first time. But what I don't understand is how can you refilm the moment that happened in Lake Tahoe where he would come down and they could say, you know, Lisa found him, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, how did you recreate that filming scene? Because he goes through all of those moments in tandem. That is such a good word, by the way. In tandem. (laughs) Goes through all of those moments and explains how it happened. And I think that's the part that's throwing me off. Then how did you refilm that? God, I don't know. Unless the mystery she was wrong, which she could be wrong. I mean, she listen, she's she's known to not be right. So I, who knows, right? Who knows? Or who knows wrong? I mean, listen, if we had a cat, which we have two cats, and you brought home a dog, how would you feel if if he just brought? How do you feel just in that moment? I almost got rid of, of our dog of when Ali, our cat. Right, but just like where Ali was like. What the fuck? Is that Graham? Yay. And then like, now what? Like you saw that on her face. Like, this is not going to work. You know? This yeah. Not going to do well. But it, ha- it has worked. And now Graham is renamed Tippy. So we're all for it. But now moving on, Shorts and Sandoval, um, they discuss Rachel's name change. Now, not only did they do that, um, so we she has talking. officially, yeah, she has officially departed from the mental health facility. Tom Shorts looks like like he's uncomfortable but tom sandoval looks like leonardo dicaprio on drugs like just like this old man on the confessional that looks like he's tired that like looks like you need a tan that looks like you just gotta pull your shit together that looks like sandoval or schwartz sandoval oh okay he just looks like the world has like completely even with him and his slick back hair and he's like this and he's like you know I thought that I know all of the sudden after 10 seasons of filming a reality show, you are this huge like icon in your own head. Like, is that what the kind of that's the kind of I don't know. That's the kind of and get a fucking spray. I did on a fucking spray tan. Well, something get the like do something. You know, I'm not going to say who said it, but we met somebody 
in the last month, mm-hmm. this person is very well put together, you guys. I'm not going to say if it's a boy or girl, whatever. They are on a TV show and they made a great point to us. And their point was, if you're going to be doing this, why would you not do your best to look your best at all times if you're going to put yourself out there? Well, and then don't you think that you should be preaching this to Schwartz as well? Actually, I think I should be preaching it to myself because I go out and my <laughs> job is the Starbucks. You, yeah, I was, uh, you should preach. Yeah, take your own advice in this. In this, it's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I get it for Schwartz as well. Yes. Even though, I mean, I guess, yeah, he's just as big. And maybe a shower. Yes, Vicky Harnish. I mean, okay. you, you, saw, you saw like, even in the car when Schwartz and Sandoval were driving up to Lake Tahoe, you saw kind of like the breakdown. Like when Sandoval was sharing, it kind of felt good to be acknowledged just a little bit, you know, just like Sheena talking to him and, and stuff like that. I, as someone who's had friends in my life for like 10, 20 years, there are things that I write people off for. And there are things that I kind of like you bring back into the, the never read me off. I just, it's a tricky situation because I almost feel for Tom in a sense, but like you yeah. created this. So how do you, how do you give forgiveness to someone and let them back into the fold and back into your club and, and stuff like that? But like also remind them like, don't fuck up again. Don't do it again. I and can tell you. You're on a, yeah. wait, okay, tell me, fill me in on this. When that notification comes in via email that says that that direct deposit has been made because you signed a new contract and it's worth six or seven figures. That is how. I mean, that's how. Yeah. That I guess. Right. I guess we're not watching the real group, you know? I mean, at this This point, is where it's, it's changed. Yeah. This is where it's yes. changed how I was talking about. We're not watching these young kids who work in a restaurant where the storylines are just there. Like yeah. they really are. If you're you're in a restaurant, you're if you're you're working every day and even though some things need to be pre-produced for timing reasons um which happens on a lot of reality tv shows you know that's fine but when you lose the the genuine authenticity of people's actual relationships because now they're not all in the same situation working in the restaurant we don't see the things they have to go through every day they were literally forced to work together every day now but they're I think we're being forced is, to work together every day, but it's a contract for a TV show. So it's not as interesting because they're I, not as interesting without the restaurant. I know. I know. And I also find that when you first start a show, you get a lot of authenticity, right? Uh-huh. And then you have your first season. It's 100% like you're authentic unless like you're really just trying like you're Noella Bergner on Real Housewives of Orange County season 15. Not no. Um, or 16. I don't know. 16. It was 16. But point is, going back to it, your first season, you're trying to be authentic. Your second season, you feel like a little bit of a star. Your third season, you're an asshole. Seasons four plus, you think you're a celebrity. And then that's when you have to really either learn how to play the game, which I think Lala Kent is really good at, or you kind of fall to it and you're not really good at playing it, which um, Sonia Richards-Ross. Okay. Yeah. I can understand that. You know what I mean? Like somebody who is just like, you think just because you're on the show does not solidify your spot. Like there's always somebody who's your dad always told you this. Like there's always somebody who's going to work harder. You do. There's always someone waiting in the wings. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You know, like when, when I had, um, you know, my dad always did tell me this because when I was like in the show and I was the star, it's like, well, did you do extra? Did you do something that was better because there's always someone waiting to take your place. And that's true. It's very, very true. So you really have to stay consistent in, in your performance of the show, which yeah. some are really good at and some aren't, like you said. Um, just going over to, I want to go to Brock in two instances, okay? Because we saw him <clears throat> kind of express his frustration with Sheena over the childcare situation because she's still kind of in that situation of not feeling comfortable leaving summer behind and and stuff like that which i totally get and we've we've talked to her about this on the podcast you know um just how she is a helicopter mom and she's just has that in her right yeah Yeah. and then we saw brock kind of talk to to sandoval and and remind him it was almost uncomfortable 
I don't know, that whole situation in Lake Tahoe where Brock is like talking to Sandoval. It's like, well, you did this. You really, you know, screwed up the, the group's, you know, camaraderie. You really did this. You really kind of reminded him that you're not completely off the hook just because you're on this trip, just because you're here with everyone. You hurt a lot of people. Your actions hurt every single person in the group, you know? See, so out of those saw- two situations, no, I just want to know what you think. Because I understood where Brock was coming from on one instance and not so much on the other. Well, I want to say something really quick. I noticed that um, there were a lot of comments last night on the episode. And some people were thinking that Brock was looking for a moment, a TV moment, to be more relevant, to maybe get a bigger bonus next year. And I can see where people would think that um, because they're all fighting for a bigger, better contract, right? Sure. Um, However, I think that I didn't look at it from that perspective. I looked at it from the perspective of that was his wife who he saw not eat as much. She lost a lot of weight. Her parenting was being, you know, put in question. Who she was as a person was being put in question. Then people were claiming that Brock and Rachel, Raquel, were potentially hooking up in the apartment that Sheena was letting her stay in. I mean, it was one thing after another. Plus the entire stress of the Scandaball while also trying to keep up with the Scandaball and make the money while you can. So there was so much that was going on. And I think that that was a whirlwind for both of them. And he was looking at it from the perspective of this is what I watched my wife go through. So yes, you should have a little bit of humility when you come back into this group. If you want people to respect you and forgive you, then you need to at least understand that and not come back in like, and okay, well, here. And it's been time. Fair. I thought because that was time doesn't heal all wounds. They say that. Time. They're like, oh, well, it's been enough time. That doesn't fucking matter. If you sorry, if you guys but they say they say too that time heals everything. I don't know if that's true. I think for no, some I don't things, think it's it, not I don't think anything. it's true because I think that yes, time can help, but at the end of the day, you still have to have that very important conversation that and Jason and I know this. Jason and I have literally, guys butt heads like a mother 10 years <laughs> in a relationship and we can sit there and not talk for two days which is fine but at the end of that which doesn't happen like give me six hours and i'm like oh my god i need a friend but <laughs> you still have to have the conversation after you allow yourself the time and i think that that's what tom sandoval is failing to realize here he's thinking the time should help and that we're going to be you know best friends again and brock is simply pointing out no, you still need to. You still got to do the work. You got to earn the trust back, the yep. loyalty. I mean, this, these are the things that that are so important in a friendship. I mean, in this group, no, there's never been loyalty. Let's be honest, right? But like, yeah, it's. I feel like it's in a different sense. Yeah. Okay. So I understand that about Brock, and I felt the same way. I didn't yeah. feel like he was looking for a TV moment. I really didn't. I don't felt. I didn't feel he was doing anything else. I just felt that he was trying to get his point across, like you said. Now, going back to the situation with Sheena, though, do you think it's fair for him to still be frustrated over the situation of, let's say... I was actually just looking at my notes. That's why I was looking down. Um, You're talking about child care. Yes. Do you think Um, it's it's okay for him to be frustrated that he just wants to spend time with her, that he wants to get out? Or do you think he should be more patient in the situation? Because... She is going through a lot, but like someone pointed out in the live chat, if she's going to be a helicopter mom, you might give summer anxiety at some point. You know? No, but I don't think that I think that right now. Yes and no, and both can be true at the same time. I agree with Brock where he is trying to ultimately look out for the best interest of his wife and say, hey, take a leap of faith and let's trust somebody. Let's find somebody that we really feel comfortable with around our daughter. That way you and I can reconnect and we can get back into our honeymoon phase. And it's not all about the baby. It's just like the baby is always there. We love her, but we can still have mommy and daddy time. I get that. But then I get from her perspective of you guys have to remember at the same time that everybody was pregnant, Sheena lost a baby. And that was one of the hardest things that ever happened to her. And Sheena has those very real concerns. And she also has that anxiety. And like she said, postpartum OCD. She like fixates on things. So you can't say it's like the same thing if you're looking at Tom Sandoval's mental health and saying that he could potentially 
hurt himself or something because his thoughts are overpowering, you know, like the reality. It's the same thing that's happening with Sheena. Her thoughts are overpowering her reality. So you can't say one is true and the other one is not, right? I know. I guess I don't, I, I think people or, or women who have had more than, you know, one kid, because my, my cousins from, from Utah, of course, they have many kids, right? And it was always, well, it was the, I know, it was the first like kid that they kids. always were like, oh my God, oh my God, the first kid, you know, like, oh, make sure, make sure. And then like after that, it just became like routine. It was easy. This is her. I feel her, like I would be like one of those backwoods ass dads where I'm like walking around. I'm trying to get the phone. I like turn around. I hit my kid's head on the desk. Okay. No, <laughs> no, we, who don't we, share we, this at all. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, guys. If, if they're watching this, then I apologize because I get myself in trouble, especially with neighbors and stuff where they watch what we talk about. Oh, God. And I'll tell stories and they're like, why would you tell that? We went out to a brunch a couple weeks ago and we have this friend and our friend speaks English and Spanish. They, our friend is from Spain mm-hmm. and has all of these kids, like these great kids. <laughs> and the kid comes over crying because she turned around and accidentally elbowed the kid, which was not funny. But the kid's like crying. And I said, what's wrong? And said, mom elbowed me in the face. <laughs> and, <then> I looked, <laughs> and she went to the bathroom and she comes back and I said, you elbowed your kid in the face. And what did she say? She, she goes, said, oh my gosh, how do you know? She said, how do you know? Do you speak Spanish? I'm like, you were speaking English. <laughs> yeah, you that. were speaking no, and he also told us, but it, it, it was funnier if you were, it would have been there, but it, it just, um, I guess, point. Everyone's out. different. You know what yeah. I mean? Everyone's different. It Everyone's happens. Different. Okay. So let's, let's keep this going. Okay. So I'll we're all with this though, but I, I wanted to, now we already talked a little bit about Sandoval kind of extending the olive branch to James. And I think that yeah. James sees that, you know, I think that there's a lot of the EP behind them, the executive producers, there's Jeremiah, there's also Lisa Vanderpump, Andy Cohen, who I'm sure had several conversations with them, just like we've seen at BravoCon. And I think what's going on here is that they're saying, okay, we've had a lot of the conflict, but in order to keep the show going, you need to match that with the resolution. And I think that James is really battling with that right now, but I think he's growing up. I mean, I, you got I, the way I look at it too is they've had a like very, very up and down relationship, Tom and James, from the very beginning. I mean, let's be honest with Kristen and and everything, but then coming to a place of really being like almost best friends, you know, and having yeah. that relationship. So you look at it from James' perspective, it's you backstabbed the hell out of this guy, like crazy, you know, and you gave him all the ammunition to be so mad at you by doing this and. What I keep going back to, though, is every time that Tom says, this was never my intention, but you kept it a secret for so long. You let it marinate. Yeah, what for was so your long, intention? And you let, you let it boil for so long. It's going to, it's really going to boil over. It, it absolutely is. And what do you expect good to come from what you did? I think it's everyone in is is in a different place. Even James said, you know, we're not like 20 years old anymore, like working at, at Sir, and he wants everything to be good and move on. I think that's a little, that's kind of mature, you know? Yeah. And like I said, if James can have a conversation, I think there's room for other people to have conversations. I'm really conflicted when it comes to Ariana saying, you know, I can't be friends with you if, if you're going to be friends with him because I've been in the situation where I was cheated on multiple times, I found out. And then some of my friends who were like, oh, and I think I've said this here, maybe here or the after party, they were like, I can't believe he did that to you. What an asshole. And then they would go to him and be like, oh my gosh, are you okay? You know yeah. what I mean? So it kind of feels like- I remember we met one of those- You lose trust. Yeah, ex- yes, exactly. Um, but we lose that. You you lose the trust and you lose the- everything for those friends because you would expect them to feel for you you know what i mean but within this group a you're filming b you guys have worked together for whatever years cheating isn't new although this situation was very different i find from all of the other situations that have happened happened before so and she has to know too that they have to in some capacity i see that's the part where i struggle with is how much of it is um is not true from Ariana and she's just committed to it, but she knows that they all have to be friends at some point again. Right. Right. How much of it is really her like putting her foot down saying like, 
I just won't be around this friend group because she sees the money coming in, right? So how much of it is her real morals and ethics and how much is, of it is really like, I have a job great question on a show, right? I really think the only way to kind of finish this season too is to have a talk. I feel like you're going to have to have Ariana and Tom in the same room having a conversation. No, they try that. They tried to manipulate a situation with Ariana. Right, but I mean like a sit down, unless we're going to wait for the reunion, unless they're going to keep going until we get a reunion and might there might be some kind of thing. But then like, well, that's what we're going to get. Next question, where do you go next season if there's no reconciliation at all? That's another great question. You know, and I thought it was funny too when Lisa like invited them over to the Wolf restaurant and she's like, take the sledgehammer. And some of them were like, Sheena was like, restraining order. And Tom was like, being single at 40. And Tom Sandoval was like, Lala, Sheena, we're with the what? I was like, they're all trying to accept you back in right now, potentially. Well, maybe that's his way of letting it go. You know, I mean, like they all were, but like, come on, dude, like you can't, we cannot turn around and just have Tom be the victim this season. We can't that's do that. The problem with it is that's the part where I struggle with the mental health stuff because I'm like, yes, I think that it's not fair, but I also equally want to match that with, I don't think that it's fair for somebody to weaponize mental health on either end. I don't think that it's fair to go against somebody who is exercising their right to having mental health issues. And I don't think that if you're not truly like going through those issues, I don't think that it's fair to fake exercise that right in order to sway an audience to benefit you. And that is the part where you look at it and you're like, I don't know which one is true, but then you can't. And that's exactly what the cast is saying. We can't even question that because God forbid we did question that. And Tom Sandoval tomorrow makes a life altering decision then who's the asshole here? It's all of them for questioning it when they didn't hear him out, which it's just a dangerous place to be. I don't like it. Mm, yeah, it, it's interesting. It really is. Yeah. Um, I thought that whole group therapy kind of thing was was very interesting. It was a slower episode. Did you not no feel that way? No, it I was did. like mid episode. We were like, I think 40 minutes in and we're like, and I, I can't believe I, I hate saying this about some of these shows. I wish there were, they could find a way to make episodes more consistent more easy to watch because there are shows that are very easy to watch that that they produce you know but sometimes i find myself vanderpump rules or below deck even it's just kind of like it's like you feel it's like a holdover episode but it was 40 minutes in i looked at you i'm like what is happening what has happened you're like a lot's happened i'm like what happened what exactly happened no you did that at 11 minutes in and you thought it was 40 minutes in. Well, it felt like 40 minutes. It uh, felt it like was, 40 Guys, minutes. it was 11 minutes in and Jason goes, how much longer? And I was like, why am I doing one of those? Why am I not it's doing one, it? It's, it was one of those, you know, it's, that's what right. I'm saying. It's, it's, I, I liked the show originally because we focused around those things. You yeah. know, now we're, we're like, I don't know. Like I, I said on the after party, People in our society, people love to to build up the victim who's been hurt. And once they build them up so much, they love to tear them down. And that's what we're going to see happening, happening with Ariana, because that is a story. You know, we were behind you. Now we need to accept uh, Tom and, and give him forgiveness. And if you don't want that, you're the bad guy. Now Tom's the good guy. It's like, <laughs> like it's very, very confusing, very you know, confusing. very confusing. I do know. So I don't know. What are you looking forward to? Like in next episode, this season, like where do we go? There's nothing I'm really specifically looking forward to this season. I'm literally dying right now. (laughs) Um, By the way, thank you again, guys, because over 500 people in here and also to everyone who's listening on the podcast. I think what I'm looking forward to is just the real context behind the next week's preview where you see after after Sheena went and did this exercise in Lake Tahoe with Tom Sandoval, she has realized by talking through talking with Brock that she wants to potentially re-enter a friendship with Tom Sandoval. 
And then uh-huh. you see Ariana sitting there with Katie and she calls and she's like, you know, I can't be mad at him for you anymore. And that's not verbatim what she said. I, I don't know off the top of my head. Again, guys, I'm not feeling it. Was, well, you know what? It was the tone. Like yeah, I can't be it mad was, at Tom for you anymore. Yeah, it was, it was the, tone. the tone. I can't be mad at Tom for you anymore. It's like, whoa, girl, what just 180 you? You you know, when you had support, when when Rachel Raquel was, you know, throwing a lawsuit at your face like this, it was a quick turn, quick turn. So it was the tone. So I guess that's what I'm excited for next episode is, is that tone like, was that needed or, you know, was there a previous sentence and a conversation? You that's know, the thing that I'm saying is like the con, the editing context behind it. Like, yes, I want to yes. see. Is it something that was so seamlessly edited that you can tell that, okay, that's exactly what happened? Or I'm good with it now. Like I watch and I see where there's like, um, there's gaps in things that like pan out. We were talking about this. I forgot which show we were watching last night, but I pointed it out to you and you pointed out another scene to me and it was a reality show. We're not even going to name it, but um, I, I just remembered which reality show it was. But we, yeah. we realized that there was a gap in filming and it was not seamless at all. But that's the thing. And that's what I want to know going into next week's episode. Jason, what about you? I just said, I just want to know the context before or, you know, of how Sheena is like snapping at Ariana. Like, is it, is it, you know, is it needed? What is it? What is it and why? That's the only thing right now. I just don't find very much happening i feel like we're coming back from scandal so it's like kind of we have the hangover from scandal but do we need five episodes of a hangover from scandal we need to like move it along yeah exactly no. but well yes i think that we've pretty much covered everything what do you think absolutely and we should be back next week guys with everything depending on what the schedule the schedule's like flipping a little bit because we're move we're about to move again and a lot of things changing around here. So we should be back. But otherwise, yeah, I think we covered it. I think that, yeah, guys. So I think that we're going to start. Um, we will be back for like normal stuff next week because, again, we're not feeling well. Just to like piggyback off of everything that Jason just said, I'm sure I'll be back this Friday for Hot Messy Topics, which hopefully, if we're not feeling better by Friday, this is going to fucking suck. And then this weekend... <laughs> This weekend, we're going out of town um, to Charleston again, I believe, maybe for like the next couple weekends while we're getting ready for our next move, just because we're trying to get things together. And it's easier for us to do that on the weekends. But for everyone who missed Anchor Watch in the Vanderpump Rules after party last night, thank you for your patience. We are doing our best and we love you guys. Smash that like button. Show some love. And if you're listening on the podcast, drop a rating. Bye. Bye, guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.